Greetings, everyone. Welcome once again to the Gold Standard Movement podcast, as well as the GSG YouTube channel. Thank you for joining us once again. We have another special video and podcast for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have the CEO of Goldcore. He's on with us today. So Goldcore was founded in Dublin, in Ireland in 2003. And Goldcore has been servicing their uh, investors of uh, in more than 130 countries around the world. Goldcore also allows investors to buy gold and silver for direct delivery or letting uh, them store the gold or silver in secure vaults around the world. Stephen began his career uh, as a derivatives trader at Goldman Sachs before joining Goldcore. He now leads a group of professionals who advise clients uh, on the purchases of gold and silver. So I now have uh, Stephen Flood with us. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Hey, Rico. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for the kind introduction. Well, thank you so much. Uh, first of all, before we get started, I just want to uh, say I've never been to Ireland, uh, but I hear it's a very friendly and warm and inviting place. And I want to thank the Irish people right now for creating Guinness Stout. I uh, love Guinness. <laughs> it was one of my uh, college favorites. It gives you strength. And they used to give it to pregnant women many years ago to give them uh, iron uh, to help them through their pregnancy. And uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's uh, in fact, in some of the strongest Guinness is actually produced, I believe in Nigeria, in Africa, where it's really popular. Uh, and they have a Guinness brewery down there, but they, but the Africans are able to, to uh, consume a stronger version of Guinness. They, they like it a bit more powerful, a bit more punch. And uh, yeah, so if you like your Guinness, you got to go there and uh, try out their their, their version. Yeah, I, I, wherever I am and I can find a Guinness or a stout, I'm trying it out, man. I, I really, uh, I didn't know that. I just learned something. I didn't know it was given to pregnant women. That's news. That's information to me. <laughs> Absolutely. So look, I hear you're an outdoorsman also. Uh, can you tell me some of your favorite outdoors and things uh, and activities to do outside? Yeah, well, I'm... Um, I love hiking. Uh, I live in a very, very special place in the uh, Dublin and Wicklow mountains, which is, I mean, like I know when I say mountains, they're not like mountains like you have in, in, in the United States, you know, uh, like the Rockies, but we call them mountains. And so, uh, yeah, so the, I've done the Wicklow way, which is, uh, you know, maybe about a, a hundred mile uh, trek through the, the, the Wicklow mountains, the spine of Ireland on the Southeast. Um, I've done the Camino in uh, northern Spain, um, uh, which is amazing. Um, you definitely have to go and do that. It's a, it's a, it's a great trek. And, uh, and, I'd, and I'd love to do the Appalachian uh, Way someday as well. So, um, yeah, I just love to get out there and see nature. And I love getting way off piste, you know, into the, into the wilderness and uh, where there's nobody around and it's just yeah. you and nature. I think it's a really great place for you to, to process Absolutely. and contemplate. I agree. You know, uh, I'm not too far from Appalachian myself. I'm in, located in Virginia. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm in the uh, on the Appalachian Trail, you know, every year from time to time. So uh, I understand. I fully understand that peacefulness. That sounds like an invitation. Just I mean, I'm, just to, to clarify for the listeners, Rico, I think that was an invitation. You were inviting me over to the Appalachian Trail near your home. Yeah, absolutely. If you're near hey. uh, if you're near uh, us here in Virginia, you absolutely are welcome. Love and it. We'll take great care of you. Absolutely. Fantastic. And, and, and I'd like to return the favor. You know, I, I, I invite you to Ireland for a pint of Guinness. 
in our in my local it's what we call our local pub our local yeah. and uh, and in fact my son just started working in the local recently he's a he's a lounge boy he picks up glasses and delivers to tables he's 16 so uh, maybe he'll uh, he'll he'll serve us there as well all right accept it accept it my wife and i would love to take that trip she she loves beer as well so accept it <laughs> all right so uh look you started off as a trader at goldman sachs uh and then now you know, in the present day, you are CEO of Gold Corp. Can you give us a little bit of history and maybe take us through that story? I, I always loved financial markets. I love technology. I love financial technology. Um, and um, I suppose um, trying to provide uh, a really good client-centric experience that delivers value um, and services as, as best as you possibly can, as quickly as possible. Uh, with the least amount of problems is is kind of something that really drives me. Um, so I'm I'm really blessed to work in the in a company with a team of like hands down the finest people I've ever worked with. They are so good at what they do. They're so client centric, um, and uh, no, they're not paid. A, no one's paid a commission in Goldcore, uh, so there's no product pushing or anything like that. It's all about is it a fit right? If it is. Let's see if we can absolutely blow the lights out and 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 delight you, the customer, with the service. And I know it sounds really cheesy, but I run the company and I absolutely believe in what I'm saying. And we have a really good feedback from our clients. I think it's 4.9 out of 5 now in terms of stars over yeah. eight years. Is it eight, nine years now? Which is insane. Wow. Um, so we're... We're really good at what we do. We love that. I love all the little bits in the middle. Like, how do we get this to move faster? So you're you're, not, you're into financial technology. So there's a thing called straight through processing, you know, and 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 uh, removing friction from the transaction. And then when you get a, a, a cost saving, how do we deliver that back into the margins to get better pricing? And so we uh, we stand out. What's really exciting is that we've been in this business now for 18 years, you know, so it's, I can't believe I said that. I don't feel that old, but it's 18 <laughs> years now. Well, you don't um, look that old. Yeah, I, I just turned 49 last week, uh, which is crazy. Um, so my bleed. kids are like saying, hey, old man. You know, they like to call me old man. Um, but basically, over 18 years, uh, we have kind of put together a list, a hit list of the big important questions investors need to ask. And one of the reasons I wanted to come on your podcast is uh, we actually have, uh, our website's goldcore.com, as you know, but we put together a guide which details, like I think it's about 10, 10 things that you have to know if you're going to go buy gold. Uh, and we put them into a guide and it's free and there's no cheesy sales stuff at all. And we, we put it on a website called goldintheusa.com. So it's 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 in name it's in honor of the boss Bruce Springsteen like you know born in the USA.com so we put gold in the USA.com and uh, and it's great people are loving it you know they download that there and if they want to have a conversation with us no problem and we just set up an office in California which is our first big overseas move so we have Goldcore USA now set up um, and we're dealing with lots of US customers with like you know hundreds now coming into us which is fantastic uh, so we're really excited to be over in California. Now, that's excellent, me, you know, uh, to have you here in the United States. Is it hard right now getting gold and silver delivered physically to, to, to customers nowadays? Uh, it depends on who you are. I mean, if you go to some dealers, like they're going to say, oh, I've got nothing. I've got no stock. But, you know, um, we, we work with like the top, top dealers and top mints around the world. Like we worked with the Perth Mint, which is, I think they produce 20 percent of the world's gold. 
Mm -hmm. We've worked with them since 2005. Okay, we first got appointed in 2005. We're one of their largest dealers uh, in the world. Uh, and we have a great relationship with them. They're a fantastic organization. I don't care what anyone says. There's a lot of people out there who love to slate the Perth Mint. They do not know what they're talking about. It's a fantastic first-rate organization. So we've been dealing with them for a long time. Their products are absolutely uh, supreme. The, their gold bars are beautiful. Uh, and we have those in carded products. So it depends. If you're a smaller dealer, like a shop locally, yeah, you might have difficulty getting good stock at the right price and available. Uh, but we hold a lot of stock in a lot of vaults around the world. And, and our whole thing is actually shipping and settling our orders. I talked about, you know, straight through processing. Uh, typically, it might take a week or so for the item to get to your door, uh, you know, insured delivery, you know, all that. Uh, but we actually, we actually, a few weeks ago, we passed a huge milestone. And it was, I don't think it's been done in the industry before. We were able to settle a deal. It was actually a, very, a large one. It was for $800,000 worth of kilo bars. And we got that settled uh, traded and settled in Zurich in two hours and 14 minutes. So the deal went in, we, we got it placed. We got the, that means we got the serial numbers on of the bars in our system right. and on the shelf and right. everything was done. There was nothing more to do. The client was informed. I mean, it's, I mean, that's how, that's when that, you know, technology is working properly, you know? Yeah. And you know, I, and I come from, you know, a, uh, more of a blockchain type of background. You know, I, yeah. I'm heavily invested into the technology of decentralization. And I understand, yeah. you know, sometimes for financial settlements, it takes a lot longer than two hours to to settle the financial transaction. Yeah. Is, is there anything that you're using? Are you using blockchain or anything for the financial part? Yeah, well, we, we um, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of blockchain. Uh, I'm the biggest fanboy for blockchain ever, and uh, and I think most people haven't a clue what it is. It's quite funny, you know. These you see these guys from these big four accountancy firms, and they're writing reports about it, and they actually don't know. And I know people who are setting up technology companies to like pitch some blockchain solution, and all they're doing is selling software, you know, and that nobody actually really appreciates what this is and how powerful it is and how transformative. We, uh, before I was in Goldman Sachs in New York, I, uh, I actually had the honor of working for a company called uh, Bankers Trust, mm -hmm. uh, who are no longer, uh, not, not, not in the same guise as they were before, they were bought by Deutsche Bank. But I worked there and it was one of the most innovative banks on Wall Street. It was really like full of the most incredible people, real innovators. Uh, they actually created the first options contracts uh, wherever developed were done in Bankers Trust. And I learned, like, I cut my teeth there. I learned my skills there. And I worked in the technology department. And our whole job was to replace the general ledger of the entire bank globally. Mm. Unbelievable. In my 20s, a total financial tech nerd. And they give me this kind of job. I couldn't be happier. And one of the things we did was when we were doing that financial general ledger is we learned how to build a ledger. And I took that, that knowledge that I learned there and I applied it when I was designing the gold core assets ledger that underpins all of our storage. Okay. Now, when we store gold, we don't do it like, I'm gonna say 90% of the dealers out there, uh, which, and what they have is like a spreadsheet uh, and a total weight of gold per product and a list of people who owns some kind of ounces in that pile of gold. They don't have specifics, unless they have, to, they have, they have reserved the bar or something like that, which they don't ever do. So they have a, a, like a thousand ounces of gold and a thousand customers who own an ounce each, but they don't know which ounce it is and they don't know where in the vault it is. Right. So what we did was we built a system 
that cater to the way you should store gold, which is on a segregated and allocated basis. So every customer at Gold Core who takes our storage program, we will have a particular bag or box with an account number on it and the bars go in there and it, in our system it's designated on the vault it's designated and there's one for one and what that means is that if they're in a gold core system and they see their assets and they're doing their PL and their trading whatever they're doing they can see their assets there they can see where it came from the refiner but they can also then log into the vaulting company's system directly let's say Loomis in Zurich bypassing gold core completely log in there we'll give them the credentials put in their account number and they'll see their very serial bar numbers segregated from everybody else's on the shelf under an account number and that's incredible that means that your your, your gold is mobile ready to walk out the door there's what yeah. we call legal proximity has been reduced as much as possible and what it also then means is that you stay inside the chain of integrity which means if i sell you a gold kilo uh, uh, and I know I got that from our, an LBMA refinery and then I brought it to, to, to the vault and then we put it on the shelf and your name's on it. Um, and if then you want to sell it in 10 years time, I know exactly where that's been and I can tell the next customer, yep, it's safe as houses. That bar is exactly what, you, what we say it is and away you go. So you can sell it, trade it, but you also have all the benefits of ownership. So, so basically you can track the, the uh, history, you know, almost like an uh, immutable uh, ledger, is, right? is this what it is? So I we did this back in 2010, okay, and and I built it on a, on this first principles basis, and we got the best developers in, in the world to do this for us. And I'm looking at blockchain. I'm like, uh, it's 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 immutable. It's a ledger. It's got dynamic. It's got data in it. It's uh, it's verifiable independently. Um, you know, it's not decentralized. It's it's a private blockchain. You would say. Right. Uh, but it's but it but it has uh, it has all the aspects of blockchain. So what we will be doing in the future is representing this on a ledger that's publicly facing at some point, and we're looking at the technologies that are out there. Um, but it's really exciting. That that that's crazy. You uh, said that because of course that was going to be one of my questions. Would there be any uh, future for? gold core and using blockchain publicly as well as maybe even yeah. you know doing something like a backed coin or nft or something like that you totally i have i i've had meetings last last week with, with technology providers in this space i'm researching it all the time i have been for a year or two um you know i've done white papers on bullion in the blockchain um which are currently being evaluated as well so i'm really excited about it i think it's the gold industry is so perfect for a blockchain solution, um, but I don't think it should be privately run. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not born on that. I think it should be an industry solution that right. empowers the, the industry for it and empowers the customer. You know, so what I would envision is that, you know, if you go and buy that kilo bar off me, we have a blockchain digital token, an NFT, whatever you want to call it, that is sitting on your system that's linked to you uh, undeniably, and it's it's almost sentient in that it has an awareness. It knows where it is. It knows what purity, it knows where it came from. It knows when it was born. It knows that the refiner that sourced the gold did so responsibly, didn't use conflict gold or anything like right. that. And it's certified. And it also knows it's dynamically insured today. And if that insurance contract for that storage depot, you know, lapses, that, that's, that bar is, is, is empowered to tell you, regardless of what we wanted to say, tells you, hey, I'm not insured anymore. 
right. Procore have dropped the ball here, or the the, uh, the the storage company dropped the ball. And you, be, as, a, as the end user, the beneficiary, are the empowered through this technology that, that is immutable and can't be challenged because it's mathem mathematically rigorous. Right. And I don't think people really understand the power in that. You know, this one of the things that we talk heavily about on, you know, on my channel is blockchain and technology. And I think a lot of people yeah. get lost in the Bitcoin price and the speculation. But tell me, how do you feel about the Bitcoin? Uh, well, uh, you know, we're going to differ on this one respectfully. And I, I, I plead you to to just give me the give me a, 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 the right to a different opinion. I, I, I love Bitcoin as an experiment in, you know, uh, uh, a community based in, uh, initiative that has captured the world's imagination and shown what can be. Um, I do think it has been massively hyped up by certain elements who are trading it uh, to make money and profit and talking it up, the rhetoric and flipping it. And I do think it's probably got more than its fair share of manipulation in what's going on. I think Wall Street's involved, the hedge funds are involved. You know this thing is getting its, its, um, its uh, volumes are being cornered in the market significantly. The minute they brought out a, a Bitcoin future, all power was handed to Wall Street. Right. Oh, end off. Done. I mean, there's no open market for Bitcoin other than what Wall Street determines through the futures market, because that's a hundred to one bet. I put five grand down, I get a hundred thousand leverage. I can knock the crap out of that market any day I want. Um, and that's and that's ultimately the saddest part of it. That happens to the silver market as well, where the the, the tail wags the dog, you know. Um, so I do think that I don't think it passes the tests of a currency. Um, you know, I think it's an interesting thought experiment. Ultimately, central banks will come in with their central bank digital currencies and they will uh, remove Bitcoin from the equation um, in some it, it will exist in some format, but it won't ever be uh, it won't ever meet the promise that a lot of um, a lot of people wanted it to be like they wanted to be the currency of the people that brought power back to people all very noble. And I totally support that. I don't think that'll ever happen. I think it's a bit naive because um mon control of the monetary system is power and its power is political and those people the central banks aren't independent they will never ever give up that power um so they they will they will kill it or 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 own it a killer capture is what they probably do so do you think do you think gold has a similar problem you know i know gold is real money and we can store our wealth in gold but it is, it is money nothing else is money but but do you think we are at risk, you know, uh, governments confiscating gold again and things like that? I don't think it'll ever get that desperate. And I think I'll tell you why. The when that happened before, uh, the U.S. Uh, was a you know a fairly uh, defined uh, economy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was within its own borders. They control things. The whole concept of government and sovereign nations, I think, is all up for change in the future. Uh, if you think about and you and anyone listening to this, if you if you're driving a car or you're in an office or wherever you are, you look around you and you look at the items. They have all been sourced or developed with through a hundred different countries, and that creates codependencies. And 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 there's no country that can suddenly remove itself from the equation and say, "I'm unilaterally going to just shut this down." A lot of U.S. politicians haven't actually realized this. 
but this is the case. Um, they're, they're, you know, they, they can, they've, they've threatened the dollar window. You know, years ago, they took out a French bank from the dollar window and stopped it trading dollars. The, the New York uh, Attorney General, I think, did that. And I think it terrified a lot of people. And ever since then, uh, countries around the world have repatriated their gold. They have uh, removed or reduced their dollar exposure. They've looked at other treasuries. Uh, it really kind of, if you ask me in the history of the dollar, when the, when, the, when the dollar started to stop becoming a reserve currency, it was when the New York Attorney General did that to, um, to that French bank, I think it was BNP Paribas. So yeah, I do think, um, I do think that gold will never be, it's, it's always um, money, it's physical, tangible, you can take it all out of the financial system, which is what our people, our clients do. They are, when they own gold, they're taking it out, out of the financial system completely. And they have something that is a liability in its physical form. You have, to, you have to insure it. But it is something that's so rare. It's always accepted as money and always has been and always will be. And I don't think, uh, I don't think there's anything else that even comes close to it. I laugh. I literally would fall off a chair when I see people tweeting about Bitcoin being the new gold. It is the furthest thing from gold uh, that you could possibly have. Um, you know, it's what it's like gold. Bitcoin is like gold in only in the sense that it's not fiat currency. Right. It's, that's the only difference. That's the only thing. It's where they're like they're just they're just not a currency. Uh, they're not the, a, a paper currency. Well, speaking of currencies, you know, we need a better currency. I mean, our currencies being inflated and, and devalued. Uh, you know, we we know it. We see it. Uh, yeah. We understand. You know, because of that. We preserve our wealth in gold, but we still need, at the end of the day, a better money. And Bitcoin has a lot of properties that will work for modern day money if it was gold. <laughs> I do. I totally agree, and I think I think uh, it's very noble um, as a as a, a thought experiment. It's got the elements. It's got the potential. Um, if government, I think for a currency to work, it has to have some sort of tacit systemic endorsement such that the governments have to actually say, you know what, we're going to accept that as one of, one of a few. But I don't, the more they print their monies, the more they relish that control, the less likelihood they have uh, are, of relinquishing any control over anything that's monetary, because it's the only thing they have. If you think about it, the only thing a politician has now is to stand up on the plinth and promise the people I will deliver this asset, this solution, this social work, whatever it is, and I will pay for it with money that I'm borrowing today from tomorrow. Uh, and they don't tell them is that they're actually stealing their savings by printing the money. You know, they're right. devaluing the purchasing power of those people's after-tax income. Their pensions, their savings are being demolished and eroded. And it's just tragic because the, the press... And, and if it wasn't for podcasts like yourself and people like yourself and ourselves on our Goldcore TV, we have we have we do we talk about this. If it wasn't for the, for for people like ourselves, there, most people wouldn't be wouldn't be aware, you know. Right, and I and I say that all the time because most of the people I know, uh, they go to work every day uh, for dollars for paper, uh, and they they don't realize, you know, you know, the grocery the prices have gone up, and they're trying to scratch they're scratching it like why is it? Well, your money is buying you less. You're going to need to get another job or start saving in real assets <laughs> and doing. Have you looked at the the debt clock? Um, uh, the debt clock, I think, is really interesting. It's an app. I'm literally, if you're bored on the train or whatever it is, I I I, I, I plead with you: download the debt clock app and just study the numbers. There's like a thousand data points in there. But look at the difference between the average American industrial wage from 2009, not long ago, to today. 
it's gone from like 31 to 34,000. That's it. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the average price of a house in America, it's gone from like 100 and let's say $35,000 or $140,000 to just about $400,000 in that in that 11 year period. And what that says is the relative buying power of your earnings as relate as 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 you know as a function of the house price means that you're getting you're losing value. I mean that should say it to any working man and woman that they're that they're being fleeced, they're being robbed left and right and center. And most of that money that's being printed is going into assets, houses, stocks, bonds, and the things that most people, working people, don't own. They rent their house or they rent their apartment. They don't own investments. They 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 go paycheck to paycheck. Uh, they borrow money to buy their car. Um, and and uh, the people who own that building and own the car plant and own the stocks, they're making it like bandits because their assets are holding value mm-hmm. relative to this money that's been printed. So it's not so much these assets are going up in value, the dollar is going down in value. Right. Um, and people get paid in dollars, they don't get paid in assets. And that's what's that's cruel. That's the cruel reality. And I think ultimately where this goes is you're going to have um, you're going to have revolution. You're going to have people on the streets um, saying, I'm in pain. I want you to fix it. And what's really, really dangerous about this is that some populist could come to power in such a situation promising and lying and saying i will solve all your problems just give me your liberty give me your freedoms and and then suddenly what you have is a despotic regime this is ultimately what they're playing with these people these 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 reckless central bankers and politicians who are printing money history tells us where this goes it's always ended badly people have been robbed and they will, you know, things will happen politically. It's very, very dangerous. Right, right. Well, look, let's switch gears just a little bit. All right. So uh, Goldcore is managing over 100 million euros in assets with clients. Is that is that correct? No, it's more than that. It's about $300 million. Well, I, I got some old information. <laughs> 300 million. Well, look, how, what is a typical day for the CEO Goldcore managing that, that much asset uh, for, for clients? Well, it's 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 great because you know there's no active management. We're not picking stocks and stuff like that. We're not telling porcupines trying to tell people why we're great at you know picking picking and choosing. It's very very passive. Um, we're kind of we're experts in the custody of that metal and keeping it as safe as possible. And what what's interesting about that is we look at the macro situation. So if we saw uh, things happening in the media or the press or the politics of an area that suggested that the gold that we hold in that marketplace is under threat in any way, we start, we start doing more research and we then we communicate to our clients. Case in point, Hong Kong, about two or three years ago, there was the umbrella protest where they were worried about Chinese intervention. A lot of people went in the streets. They were like burning shops and stuff like that. And it was you know, running riots. We said to our clients, hey, listen, this situation could get really nasty. The tr- the Chinese troops are on the border of Hong Kong. They might go in there. God knows what will happen to your gold. And it could get robbed by a teenager with a gun. I mean, who knows? Um, so we said to them, if law and order is breaking down for whatever reasons, you may need to move your gold. So we had like a few hundred clients there. And we said, which of you want to get on the plane to Singapore with your get your gold on the plane to Singapore? And about 95% of them said, you know what? We, we agree. We're going to move our gold. And they jumped and they moved it over to Singapore and 5% didn't answer or rain holidays, whatever it was. But because everything's segregated out, 
mm-hmm. it's ready to go go out the door. Like it, there's no like, oh, you know, which one will we move? We already knew exactly to the coin who owned what, and it was ready to go. Um, so we did that. We moved it all to Singapore. So that's the kind of thing we do. And we also talk about education and we do our Goldcore TV. We get great people on, you know, there um, talking about the markets and we try to study that. And then we work on our, on our, on our, on our systems. And um, yeah, we try to make it the best place to, to, to be a customer, you know? So I guess that's, that's one of the uh, advantages of having you, you know, you store the goal for the client is that you're in tune to what's going on politically in every area and also have contingency plans uh, and let your clients actually make the decision on what they want to do. Uh, Absolutely. And if you think about it, we're like a clearinghouse for ideas. We have, I think it's around nine and a half thousand customers now. And these people are amazing. They are students of history. They're you know, they're a little bit skeptical. Okay. Let's be, let's be honest here. They're a little bit skeptical about what they read on CNN and different places like that. They don't take it uh, on, uh, on, uh, you know, at first they're always looking at uh, alternatives and they're testing things and they don't mind disagreeing. Um, <clears throat> and so we're, they call us up and they tell us stuff. And I, I just think it's amazing. I love talking to my customers. I absolutely love it. Um, and then I share that with other customers and we put that on our market update, which you should sign up for if you're not, if you're not already doing so. You're going to get really good nuggets in there. And we're so we're a clearinghouse for these ideas. Well, I'm plugged into Goldcore now. You know, I, I've been uh, digging through the website and, and I actually wanted to ask you about the uh, IRA accounts, the gold IRAs. I'm in a position yeah. now where I'm about to roll some things over and I love gold. And but yeah. my traditional, uh, you know, account didn't have any access to gold, any, any kind of commodity and things like that. So can yeah. you talk about the IRA accounts? Yeah, so you can open up an IRA account with Goldcore. We work with IRA Club. Uh, they're a fantastic organization, and um, they allow you to store the gold with Goldcore in one of those segregated, allocated accounts. So again, you're not pooled up with everybody else, which is just uh, ridiculously important, you know. Um, so you're gonna get you're gonna get gold. You're nobody's gonna kind of try and sell you some mint level product, you know, some nonsense gold coin that's got a massive premium on it, which is done far too much in the States. People get, um, they get ripped off every day of the week and they get sold these extremely expensive products. We, our whole thing is to get you the most gold for your money. We want the cheapest possible premium. I mean, if we can't do it, you know, we'll tell you, we can't do that. Um, there's a thing called lost leader. You know, you ever heard lost leader where someone goes, you know what, I got this amazing product and it's like for less than it should be cost. And you call up and they go, well, I only had 10 of those, they're gone. But I do have this other incredible product uh, which you should buy, and that's ridiculously overpriced. And that's what this, these businesses operate on on that basis. It's uh, it's very very unethical. So with the IRA club, we can open up an IRA. I think it's gonna be done like in a day, a day and a half. It's really really quick, and then you can have your gold core account set up. Your monies are processed by IRA club. They're sent to us. We invest the gold. Gold goes on the shelf. End of done. Uh, easy as. And that's cool. And you get an agent. You get a uh, agent through the IRA club. They they work directly with the client. They hold the IRA structure. They're actually the, the trustee, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they, we're the product provider and the service provider to them. Um, and then, we again, we work with all the, the top mints and uh, the top refiners. So you're, 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 you're buying with us and we buy in bulk. So you're getting a really good price. And that's cool right there. That's something that I've been looking for. So when I, when I came across yeah. that on your website, I was like, look, this is perfect. I definitely want to uh, ask him about that. Uh, but just one other it. thing I like, want to ask Go ahead. We just launched this like like a few weeks ago, um, really? and uh, we're yeah. I mean, our, our U.S. clients were like, "Listen, you gotta you gotta do this. We it's really popular over here." 
Um, and, uh, and people are looking for that long, it's perfect long-term investments, you know? Um, but you know, my feeling, uh, is that gold really sits well in a portfolio when it's part of a diversified portfolio, you know, it's not putting all your, ba- ba- your eggs in, in, um, in gold. And if somebody calls us up and they go, listen, I'm putting hundred percent in gold. We're going to ask some questions, you know, we're going to go, are you sure? Have you talked to people, you know, in your network about this, you know, and people you don't necessarily agree with, you know, test this assumption. And, um, because we don't want people, you know, making uh, hasty decisions. Uh, gold works best when it's working with other things, and uh, and that's that's its perfect perfect place. Well, I'm glad you you said that because uh, this is not financial advice, and this is not a financial channel where we give advice. We we like to share great information, and you know, yeah. knowing that there's a gold IRA that we can you know utilize is great information, especially here in the United States. Uh, now, I did want to ask you something else because I saw you had the uh, the, the numismatic coins as well what is the difference between a numismatic coin and just a regular you know gold bar well we 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 don't deal in we used to deal in numismatics uh ourselves day to day we don't do so anymore um but we do if you have a numismatic question we we do work with really really good companies um and you can send us an email and we'll put you onto them and these guys know exactly what they do and they will not gouge you the client you're going to get great service and you're going to get good value for money. And we don't get anything back in return. We just, we want you to be taken care of and we'll send you the right way. Um, but a numismatic basically is, is a coin that has a, a rarity to it, has a special perp, a special uh, status. It's usually been uh, graded by a grading service and it's, it's rare and it has a particular level of uh, degrees of perfection. You know, so it has a, a the, the more perfect it is and the more rare it is, the more higher the value of it is. Now, they are sold a lot of the time on the basis that if gold prices start to draw, go up, numismatics are considered, are, uh, people who sell them will tell you that they will go up further in price. So if gold goes up 50%, a numismatic might go up 100 or 200% because more people are coming into the market and there are those who want the finest version of whatever that exciting market is. So numismatics might be a kind of a, a, a leverage play on gold. Be very careful. A lot of these things are missold. A lot of the premiums are excessive, and you have to be very careful who you deal with. And I would suggest that if you're, you should not buy from anybody that advertises on TV. End of done. Uh, <laughs> if they're advertising on TV, no matter how slick they sound, they probably are making far too much money from selling products that are far too expensive uh, to people who don't ask enough questions. So take your time, as with anything, and. Um, go to the specialists and we will send you there. We have some really good people we deal with uh, in the States who are just superb in the industry a long time. Well, thank you for that. And uh, I definitely wanted, you know, our audience to understand the difference and, and, you know, do your research. If you're out there and you're trying to find, you know, out the differences in these type of coins and where to buy them, you know, definitely do your research. My gold and silver uh, stash is, you know, growing. Uh, But, you're making me think more about having it stored. You know, most of my uh, is, is in physical possession, uh, but now I'm thinking more about, you know, especially if you have a ledger system that's working so great. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's again, I mean, if you, if you store it with us, you know, we use Brinks and we use Loomis, you know, they're massive organizations that your gold does not sit on their balance sheet. It doesn't sit on our balance sheet. So if I disappear, they disappear. Goldcore disappears. 
there's going to be a, an administrative workout, but it's your asset. I always tell people, it's like as if you park your car in the Gold Core car garage. So um, that is to say, it's still your car. You're parking at our facility. It doesn't suddenly come on my balance sheet. It doesn't give me the right to drive it or sell it or lease it or do something or finance it. It's not. It's actually what's, there's a term called bailment. It's an old English language, old English term, legal term called bailment. And basically bailment means that you give me your asset to keep in safekeeping, mm -hmm. to keep safe for you, but the ownership does not pass to me. Like it's basically, I'm just minding it for you. Um, so yeah, so I think, I, think, I think it's important that you don't keep too much at home. I like the idea of having some at home or maybe like the zombie apocalypse, should it ever happen, you know, where the ATM machines stop working or, you know, or there's some, you know, civil strife and something's happening. Um, um, you want to be able to get your hands on some gold and silver and pop it on the, the countertop of your local shop and say, listen, I know your, your bank machines aren't working, but I need you to give me credit. Here's a gold eagle. It's worth, you know, whatever, $2,000. Uh, give me credit and let me get my food. And you know what? I'll come back and give you two grand when the machines start working. You give me my gold eagle back. And the guy's going to, you know, if somebody rocks up with a credit card behind you, who is he going to deal with? You know, so I'm not saying those things are going to happen, but as a man with a family, I like the idea of being able to you know, have that 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 part of things covered off, and uh, and and look like a hero should the worst come to pass. Um, yeah. And I know I'm not I don't think statistically it's ever likely, but you know we got to you know it's good it's, it feels good. It's good. Yeah, it does feel good to be prepared. You know because we mm. can still operate. Uh, last question before yeah. uh, we leave today. Uh, do you have any gold price predictions over the next two years, I would say? Yeah, I mean, I, I think gold should be probably north of three or $4,000 at this stage. You know, I mean, I think the, the, the writing's on the wall. I don't know when it's going to get there. It's hard to say timeline. I look at the fundamentals, you know, and I think, I think, again, do I think the dollar is going to start appreciating relative to gold and everything else? Will dollars become more valuable in the near future? Hell no. Uh, once you start printing, you cannot stop. I don't care. There's no politician who has the, supp the, the support necessary to stop printing money once it's started. Um, ultimately, that currency has to fail and a new currency has to take its place and new rules will come about. And I think what's going to happen then is gold will get revalued in whatever currency is of the day. And it will be on a relative basis, multiple times more valuable than it is today. I think it's so cheap. Uh, what's great is there's, a, there's, there's, and again, I have no evidence for this, but there's a great organization called GATA, uh, G-A-T-A.org, and they have done a huge amount of research. And what their position is, and I agree with them, is that there is a huge amount of gold manipulation going on in the market. It's not hard to evidence, but it's, it, it, it's happening. And there's a very good reason for it. And if I was in government, and I was less ethical than I am and less moral, I would probably suppress the gold price. Because if you're out on, you know, giving your press briefing in the White House and you're saying, hey, everything is okay, we're in control, you're okay, be happy, don't worry about things, um, uh, you know, we're going to manage the interest rates and the stock market's not going to die, um, and the gold price was rocketing as I was saying this, I would look like a fool. So it's in their interest to make sure the gold price doesn't do anything too crazy. They don't mind if it goes up slowly, but not too crazy. So I do think it's unusual that sometimes you see, you know, on a Sunday at like 
Sunday morning in Asia at like six in the morning. I'm not saying this has happened, but something like this happens all the time. You know, suddenly a month's worth of gold gets sold off in like 20 minutes. And you're like, hey, what happened there? Right. You know, who would possibly sell, you know, $4 billion worth of gold in 10 minutes or 20 minutes? It's not a normal market. So, yeah, I think there's some there's some shenanigans going on. And a lot of a lot of traders went to jail or, or sorry, being, have been found out by the uh, CFTC, I think it was. For manipulating gold prices and i don't think they do that alone not without the masters knowing you know so right right we believe there's manipulation here as well so but that's that's another conversation uh we can talk a long time about that one i'll tell you one yeah. uh steven i certainly have uh enjoyed having you here i want to be involved if if gold core decides to do something with an nft backed by gold or any any yeah. blockchain stuff that you do publicly facing i want to be uh, one of the first uh, in, involved with that project, so I'm putting it out. You might be, uh, you might be our, our 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 test our test case. You know, um, you might have the first ever token uh, that represents uh, a real gold bar property stored in you know in New York, you know, um, or in we have it in Utah as well in Texas. That's where we store bullion on the shelf. Um, so maybe that that that'll be that'll be a great way to do it. Yeah, I'm in. Just let me know. <laughs> Just let me Super know. Super duper. Yeah, it's great talking to you. Once again, this has been Stephen Flood, CEO of Goldcore. I'll let you have the last word, Stephen, if you want to put a final message out there for any listeners. Well, just the one thing, we're in the U.S. now, which is fantastic. We're really excited. And if you want to learn about, you know, you're new to gold or you're not, maybe you want to just refresh, go to that website I mentioned before, which is goldintheusa.com. Get that guide. Have a look at it. There's no cheesy sales stuff. It's great information, and uh, it'll really help you make a better decision. And you don't have to deal with us. But they're the questions to ask and that you need to know. Empower yourself. Empower yourself. That is the message. And that's why we love gold. Uh, so this has been another uh, podcast episode of the Gold Standard Movement and the GSG Global YouTube channel. My name is Rico. And we'll talk again on another day. Everybody have a great day. Goodbye.